The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Kariah. And uh, we're going to take you through a little journey into the into the world of gold and silver. Jerry, I was just looking at some of our notes from some uh, just a couple of our last shows. Hopefully people have been tuning into our, our last shows or have caught a couple of the recent episodes because, man, there's been some crazy information that you've been bringing to the table. One was um, a couple weeks ago we were talking about the legend Larry Williams and the commod- he's a commodities trader for 60 years. You were watching the seminar with him, and this was how many years ago? It was five, six years ago? Oh, yeah, seven years, yeah. And he said, if the, if the tr- commercials ever go long in gold and silver, mortgage, mortgage the, house. the house. Buy gold, go long, that's right. Yeah, and of course, that's what they did this year. Yes. It's been a, it's been a wild, wild year. That was, that was one thing that we were talking about. What blew my mind, I was thinking about it today. Holy, the article you brought to the table, I think last week, about if the Fed raises interest rates to 2.7%, they will be at an operating loss and could be as much as $60 billion next year. Mm -hmm. That's if they only raise rates to Mm 2.7%. That's right. Now, First time, that'll be a, the first loss that the central bank has taken since 1915, by the way. Yeah, and, you know, I used to DJ. and That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, if you, if you could go a night, I'm talking a wedding or whatever, you could go a night without playing Michael Jackson or something. It was kind of a, a coup. It was like, yeah, I did it, you know. <laughs> um, we don't do that here. We, we don't go a day without talking about the Federal Reserve. But I've also noticed that in recent shows, you know, we do talk about it a lot because everything hinges on this whole debacle of raising rates. And I want to get into that for just a quick second before, we, before I make my main point about, mm-hmm. about the Federal Reserve. And just to context, contextualize the fact that we do talk about it, but I, I want our listeners to kind of understand something about the Fed. And I guarantee 90% of them already know that. You know, you kind of look for glitches in the matrix. And one of the glitches is the fact that the Fed obviously has this propensity to raise interest rates. Well, That's right. Well, if they've shown themselves to be able to do it now under these type of, type of circumstances where the economy cannot handle it, case in point, the, the CEO of FedEx, I think just today on Jim Cramer's show, basically said the world's in a global recession. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Yeah. Right? I mean, that, that's been the biggest news of the day. And, and then the FedEx uh, stock went down. Like 20%. But but you reflect, have to listen to this guy. He's, you know, they handle global trade. They reflect global business. That's right. Their business is your business. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, you can't deny it. My point is, is they've shown themselves to have the propensity to raise interest rates. Well, where were you in raising interest rates when everything was so great in 2014, mm-hmm. in 2015, in 2016, and 17, and 18, and 19? Where were you? 
You could have been raising rates a quarter a point, but you didn't. Mm -hmm. So, and now you're raising interest rates at the worst possible moment when in inflation is already out of the bag. You're way too late. It's another central you. bank failure. You're disingenuous. At at absolute best, you're disingenuous. And Bernanke couldn't see the subprime crisis happening. Jerome Powell believed that inflation was transitory. What kind of credibility do they have? Why are they so disingenuous? As Greg Hunter, he's a great, great uh, uh, host of, a, of his own show, he does a lot of interviews, and he always just says, it's too stupid to be stupid. Mm -hmm. So here is my little point of being on the soapbox and just talking about this for a second to contextualize why we talk about the Federal Reserve is we just want to remind everybody listening that the Federal Reserve is private. It is not federal in any way. They are a private consortium of bankers. Is This has always been the case. They got six, six or seven of the wealthiest people on the planet. They all met on Jekyll Island, and they concocted this scheme to, to create a central bank in the United States, and they, they paid off whatever... Um, congressmen, they needed to pay off, and they passed. They they made all the wording look good so that people wouldn't pay attention to it. Things like we're going to call it the Federal Reserve Act. Mm -hmm. uh, again, it started off disingenuous. That's right. Um, this all comes from a book called The Creature from Jekyll Island. I read this book. This thing reads kind of like a spy novel. Yes, it um, does. With summaries at the end of each chapter, and it, it's written by Edward G. Griffin. It is an absolutely amazing book. If you've never read it, this is 101 for the financial system. I think even I just spoke about this to a client today, Jerry, where we were talking about at the end of the book, which I think was written in something like 94, he talks about what what's going to happen next, and that with every crisis, the Fed tries to grab more power, which is what they did in 2008. And this is what the whole digital uh, digital currency is going to be about, central bank digital currencies, if we get that far. Nonetheless, all of these uh, richest people in the world get together, mm -hmm. and they decide they're going to create this. They pass it on Christmas Eve, and there you have the Federal Reserve Act, which, by the way, you know, going, yellow, going up the yellow brick road, road which is yellow, and... Dorothy in the book is wearing silver slippers, and uh, the the Tin Man represents industry. The Scarecrow represents the farmers. Uh, the Cowardly Lion represented uh, a uh, a politician who was for the silver standard. And they get to the Emerald City, and they and he says, "Well, you know, it, all you have to do is click your heels three times, and you'll be at home." And that always stuck with me because mm -hmm. any time a, a chairman or chairwoman, in the case of Janet Yellen, oh boy, she's real on point. She is so out of touch. Uh, any, just listen to one of her statements. It'll make you just go, oh, mm -hmm. it's, how can you be that out of touch unless you're disingenuous? Correct. Um, and and these, these, uh, these heads of, of the Federal Reserve always say, well, you know, we've been enacted by Congress. Mm-hmm. Pass the buck. Which is basically to say, click your heels three times and we're gone. It's the power of the people. So there you have it. The Federal Reserve is a private institution, a banking consortium. They print the money. They lend it to the, they give it to the government at interest. That's why they had to impose income tax in the first place, because you had to pay interest on this private central bank.
private. What are we talking about here? This is why we need to get rid of the Fed. That's right. And the Fed. Should we start the chant? And the Fed. Absolutely. At least audit the Fed. And I think that it is, it's come to time where we actually have a look into the books and do some auditing and see, find out what, were you, what have you been doing? All of this you know, wordplay and jawboning, we know that your jobs are to keep inflation down, employment up, and at least carry a positive balance sheet, but you're doing neither and it's a trifecta of failures, and this is what's happening. And I had the same conversation to James, today, Jeremy, about the, the book, uh, The Creature from Jekyll Island, a classic, and it's such an important piece to understand this, this idea of central bankism. And I think that people don't understand that it's not a capitalist idea, that the enemy is not a, the capitalist dream. We have to understand the root of the of the, the system, which is the 10th plank of the Karl Marx's Communist Manifesto. And if you read through the Communist Manifesto, it talks about, number one, abolition of property, land, and application of all rents, a heavy progressive and graduated income tax, that's two, abolition of all rights and inheritance. We're kind of sounding a little bit weffy uh, uh, here, aren't we, Jeremy? This is pretty much, <laughs> we have had a central bank in Canada uh, for since the, the early 1900s. And mm. the 10th, what's that? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you there for a second. Uh, Comer versus the Bank of Canada. Check uh -huh. it out on YouTube. Uh, amazing. Um, I think she was a professor at McGill. Uh, attempted to sue uh, because she said that um, every finance minister since the mid-70s has abdicated the right to use the Bank of Canada for interest-free loans. <laughs> which means we've been borrowing money from somewhere else paying interest. I'll assume it's the Goodness. Fed. I'll assume it's the Fed. I haven't dug that far, but check out the video because the first 15 20 minutes of her giving her sort of testimony, unbelievable. Wow. Big education Very on understanding our system because the the Bank of Canada's interest-free loans is what paid for the railroad and the highways That's and right. the healthcare system that we've been so proud of for so long and all of the schools think about it anything up until the mid 70s any project put through in canada was was done through interest-free loans from that bank mm -hmm. well it's very interesting you gotta send that to me gotta look at that but the uh just to digress a little bit further about the currency uh you know it was a rothschild who said give me the power to create the nation's money and i care not who creates the laws the money masters they don't care who makes the laws. They pay the lawmaker. And above all, the 10th plank of central bankism is to create a state bank whose paper issues are legal tender and they shall replace all private banks. And just this past week, I was looking at, because, you know, with the passing of, of the queen and the queen's face being on our, our, on our currency, um, let's go back and look at the other currency notes that we've had in history and it comes down to the early 1900s where you see, yeah, our currency was, there was a currency for the Royal Bank and the currency for the CIBC. Mm. And it was taken from the private banks and then all of a sudden became Bank of Canada. So there we go. A big transition towards central bankism here in Canada. Will it last? We'll see. I think we should audit and I think we should end the Fed. Gold ends the Fed. Gold ends the Fed. Physical gold. Physical gold. This is the purpose. Yes. We're going to get back on topic with it. The number one eight seven seven eight silver. The website guildhallwealth.com. Everything at Guildhall is physical. We only deal in LBMA approved product, and you can go to the webs uh, the website at 
guildhallpreciousmetals.com and you can buy some physical gold from the comfort of your home right now. Go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com, see the products, and you can pick up a few ounces of gold, maybe a 100-ounce bar of silver or some silver maples. Great place to go there. You can also store it in your registered account. We'll get get to more of that in the next segment. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, here's a headline for you. What's that? Um, this came out um, a couple days ago. Ray Dalio does the math. Rates... Here we go again. Oh my gosh, on the Real Money Show, they're talking about interest rates. The rate at 4.5% would sink stocks by 20%. He did the math. What are your thoughts? 4.5, this is obviously a change to tune. We know that the FOMC, up until two weeks ago, that they envisioned 3.5%. But what did it take to go from 3%, 3.5% expectations to 4.5? It was Wednesday. Last Wednesday, we saw the U.S. print for consumer price index that came out. Now, there was an anticipation, a hopeful expectation that we would see a softening, that we saw peak inflation. We heard this narrative being uh, thrown around the news media and, and, oh, end of inflation. Biden came out. He was celebrating it. He, he celebrated it. He wanted everybody to know that there's, there was no inflation that month. That we're getting over the hump and it's going down thanks to the uh, selling of the strategic oil reserves back to whoever the, the creditor was for the, for the oil. But, uh, you know, it, it, the expectations of a, soften, a softening of inflation is pretty much uh, r- really pivoted really quickly. Um, the expectation was a, a downtick of, uh, of the CPI data, but... It blew expectations. The inflation came out very hot, hotter than anticipated. And because it was unexpected, I mean, to us, we knew that it was just there's been skewing the figures uh, since the 80s, excluding their core CPI, excluding food and energy. You can't do that when you're pricing certain things. But the uh, the mere fact that this blew expectations out of the water, now they're going to come out and sound very hawkish. And so from the expectation of three and a half, they're going to be going to 4.5. Some are pricing at a 100 basis point hike come next week. So remember, the FOMC is next week on the 21st. Keep an eye on the jawboning, what kind of things are going to be said about the next rate hike in November. So there is anticipation that we could potentially see a 100 basis point hike, uh, taking us from 2.5 to 3.5, and then following it up in November to potentially that 4.5 Ray Dalio warns that that's it for well, stocks. Well, he's he's saying if we get to 4.5 stocks sink 20%, this is without any any anything going wrong, I guess, any other black swan events. And again, going back to what uh, we talked about in previous show that it, at 2.7 or higher, the Fed starts losing money. So it's, it's kind of an interesting time in that sense. I want to get back to... Um, a, a, Oil, I want to backtrack. You mentioned oil. I want to backtrack to that for a second. Um, you know, with with what's happening in oil right now and this, this push towards green, which is funny in itself, I, I have another uh, another anecdote for you, speaking of, of green energy. I saw a video this week. Again, sorry if you're driving a Tesla. I know we, we take shots, but um, 
this this guy had a, a, a can of, of gasoline with him in front of his Tesla. And the guy filming was like, what do you, what's that for? And he said, oh, well, I, I ran out of, out of battery. So he, op- he popped the trunk and he had a little <laughs> Honda generator that is gas powered. So in order to, you know, when, if your Tesla or, or green car, or whatever, runs out of battery on the side of the road, if you still have to go get gas and hope that you have a generator in your car <laughs> to be able to fill it. Uh, yeah, a 100-pound generator in the back. Now, on that note, I was listening to a podcast today with, with um, uh, Stephanie Pomboy and, and Jim Rickards. It was mm. a powerful podcast. One-two punch. Uh, I got to put that out on our newsletter. And um, they were talking about that she knew someone who was chopping wood in Germany. Now, we used wood before we had oil. So this green energy thing is pushing us back literally hundreds of years in <laughs> terms of being able to fuel ourselves. And, who, and then I had a client in today whose parents are German, and I told her the story. You know what she said? Mm. Oh, yeah, my parents are doing it. And my parents are moving to Spain because you can't afford the energy prices in Germany. You're not going gonna to freeze this winter, and they are trying to close on a property in the south of Spain mm-hmm. so that it's warm through winter. Right, right. That's how bad it's getting. Now, Time is running out. Now, here is a very important point to get back to precious metals on all of this, okay? Um, Bill Holter's idea, okay? Nothing new under the sun. I'm going to quote my source. Um, if, the, if the value of the dollar is worthless, then gold is priceless. That is your starting point. There's none the 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 days of gold going to ten thousand dollars an ounce. You know we can talk about the math on gold going to ten thousand dollars an ounce or higher. It doesn't matter anymore because the dollar is worthless. The dollar is destined to become worthless. We're going to need a new financial system. So if the dollar is worthless, then gold is priceless. In other words. I'm not looking for a cataclysmic event that we're going to become Venezuela. But understand, keeping your money in the bank is burning 15% a year or more. Mm-hmm. Sitting there. Just burn it. Take out, if you've got 100 grand in the bank, just take out 15,000 mm-hmm. and just light it on fire. Mm-hmm. Just shred it. Welcome to 2022. Mm-hmm. Or you can put your money into gold, convert your currency into money, which is gold, and protect your wealth. That's right. And does it matter where the price, quote, I'm using air quotes, uh, where the price goes? No, it doesn't really matter where the price goes. No. It's about the value. It's about what does that gold buy you? And it's been around for thousands of years. The purchasing power is going to grow exponentially. And that is the point. Mm -hmm. And the point is the devaluation and the destruction of the currency is the underlier of all of our investments, all of our assets. What are we parked on top of? What are we? What is the denominator of all of these assets? If we look at the gold price performance in every major currency since 07, uh, we see a clear envision, a vision of what's going on with the currencies. Everything versus gold is going down approximately, I'm seeing here, 12%, some years 22%. Uh, the Brexit year, we saw 30% uh, in the UK. 
And if we look at gold, which is priced in US, and that's the big headline over the course of the last two months, people frustrated, not sure what's happening. Well, they're raising interest rates. That's what's happening. The one caveat, uh, back in 2009, gold went up 18, 19% in 2022, or 2020 rather, it went up 25%. So that's over 40% in two years. And over the course of the past two years, in 2021 and 2022, we gave back about 12%. So overall, in the past four, four years, Jeremy, gold is still up 30%, and it looks like an anchor for what is coming. And people are anchoring. They're anchoring their peg and pegging their currencies with gold. There is a rush towards gold and a drainage of gold heading from the West to the East. Bill Holder talked about this uh, in an interview on X22 the other, uh, the other day which was just fantastic. Um, and we talked at length about the, the Moscow world standard in a bid, Russia in a bid to encourage greater free price discovery in precious metals. Russia and a number of former USSR nations are setting up, have set up a competing precious metals exchange. And it, Bill Holter said the fact that it's already, that they're talking about it means it's already a done deal. Well, yeah. And remember, you know, I, the, this is the type of stuff that got Muammar Gaddafi assassinated. He wanted to start a North African currency backed by gold. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the U.S. dollar was not backed by gold. It's not been backed by gold. It's been backed by military might. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the sanctions on Russia have backfired. Again, if you, you know, listen to the last few episodes of the show, we've been talking about backfiring policies. That's backfired. They're doing whatever they want, and other countries are saying, "I'm joining them. I'm I'm on for I'm going for the ride on that. We all want a fair currency, mm -hmm. right? We want fair money. Yeah. So yeah, it's in the bag. It's a it's going to be a done deal. It seems like that's the that's the 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 way the the world is hurtling towards that. I was listening to you know let's trade podcast stories. Uh, I was listening to one on Arcadia, and the guy this guy was. Uh, Quite the expert in what's going on on comics and the big banks and stuff and he was saying he was pretty convinced no conspiracy theory guy this guy was just literally looking at the how the banks are playing things and he said yeah new financial system within two to three years backed by gold mm -hmm. you know and there you go and so everyone's working towards you know we talk about the, about the basel three rules and getting out of all of the the leverage in the market that's that's a step towards making the Bank of International Settlements making gold a tier one asset. These mm -hmm. are all steps towards a new financial system backed by gold. So maybe we don't have to worry about eating bugs and having central bank digital currencies. Maybe we can look forward to a day where our money is actually worth something and mm -hmm. maybe we, we aren't paying 40% taxes and paying 13% on top of everything else and then inflation robs us of another 15%. Mm -hmm. And the transparency of prices, we have, can have a finally have a proper gauge of how we can gauge growth and gauge risks. The gauges have been skewed. The inflationary data has been skewed. We don't know what inflation is. They're telling us it's 7.6 in Canada, but the, the prices of everything is up 30 to 50%. So we're being lied to in many regards with, with, with looking at the prices. So there is a rush when you're given that that uh, you know, stonewalled, and you're being forced to either turn left or right. Russia said, "Okay, well, you're, you're taking us off the SWIFT system." Some Canadians were taken off the SWIFT this SWIFT system as well with regards to the convoy. If you donated money, well, your bank account got frozen. You were sanctioned as well. So we're being 
fed a choice. And the choice is either to move with sound money or stick with a sinking ship. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Jerry, I, it's important to me that we always educate on the difference between currency and money. There's certain tenets to money that, you know, be a, a medium of exchange, it be divisible. The big one for me is that it be a store of value. Now, if you had, if you had central bankers that had discipline and didn't print money ad nauseum, then maybe the currency would be a store of value, but it's not. And you've brought this to the table on many occasions to remind people that fiat currencies don't last much longer than 100 years because the discipline runs, it runs out, mm -hmm. and they just keep printing money. And so the currency is not a store of value, whereas with with physical gold, it is money. It is a store of value, and that's why gold is money. It has been a currency, but you want to take your you you want to take the value that you've created away from the currency that is not storing value, and put it into money, which is gold and silver, which is a store of value. And maybe that takes a little bit of a long term to be able to see it more clearly. Like gold is up three hundred and seventy five percent in Canadian dollars over the last. Uh, 20 years mm -hmm. that shows you that yeah right so that's gold uh, that's money versus currency wanted to put that out there. well we have so many currencies currency would be the medium of exchange you know and we have um so much so many options you have these you know fiat currencies national currencies and we have the advent of cryptocurrencies and we have a plethora of uh, various types of crypto um, we're not anti-crypto here at Guildhall. We believe that it was just a, a, a method of diversifying away from the U.S. dollar. So obviously, naturally, we had to see, we, we saw a digital form of 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 currency. But these things is just a medium of exchange. When you look at the utility of what cryptos offer, it's just me sending you crypto for payments, or you sending me crypto for payments. There's no more, no more utility beyond that. Whereas your store of value, your gold and silver not just a millennial record of a store of value as money, it has attributes that go beyond monetary usages. We have industrial attributes that are just growing. And especially in the health industry, wow, the, 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 the benefits of silver, amazing for health, just let's, phenomenal. Let's talk about that in the next segment, the benefits of silver in health. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. It's the real money show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. Gold is being acquired by central banks around the world. It's really for big wealth. Silver is the people's money. A lot of people are attracted to silver because it has an industrial value as well. It's used in so many industrial applications. Anything digital, anything electronic has silver in it. So if you have a computer, you've got silver in there. If you've got a television set, there's silver in there. Your refrigerator, your dishwasher, your microwave, it's all got silver in it. The light switch you turn on, there's a silver contact in that. Anything electronic, anything digital. Then there's things like 
military application of putting silver into garments for soldiers so that when they're wearing their clothes for a long time, the silver would absorb bacteria and it wouldn't smell like your gym bag. So they start putting it into sports clothing mm-hmm. so that, you know, your gym bag doesn't stink. Very smart. You're, you're absorbing bacteria. Even the concept of born with a silver spoon in your mouth. Why? Because silver naturally absorbs bacteria. So if you were wealthy, you'd stick the silver spoon, not the tin spoon, but the silver spoon in the kid's mouth to absorb bacteria and keep them, keep them healthy. Or the silver in the milk. Or, ooh, look at you. You're preserving going, you're the going milk. way back. So <laughs> Romans would put a silver coin in their milk to preserve it. And I believe that even water filtration systems, if you have like a one that you put in your refrigerator, has a bit of silver in it so that you don't have algae growing in your, in your filter. So, um, which isn't bacteria, but nonetheless. Um, yes, uh, medical applications, medical usages. The biggest one was uh, back, you know, going back 10, 15 years was to put it into bandages for things like burn victims. And again, because it's mm-hmm. absorbing bacteria, it's helping the skin heal much quicker. So important. Some people live by the idea of um, the silver spray. Uh, what's, what's that? Colloidal. Called? Colloidal silver. Um, again, keeping people healthy because of that naturally absorbing bacteria property. Absolutely. There is a quick article here on the some of the five benefits of, um, of silver for health. And the first one would be it has powerful antimicrobial properties. Number two, it helps with internal heat circulation. And the third, for sterilization. Fourth, immune system boost. We all need that, don't we? And last but not least, it could indicate acidity. And for those who follow you know, pH levels, this is very important. So keep that silver handy, not just for your portfolio, but for your health as well. So yes, silver is industrial and it's also money. So it's got dual purpose. And that is what could drive the price crazy high because it is a strategic resource in that regard. Mm-hmm. And also because it's used in so much technology, the usages aren't just going to let up because we're living in a technological age. So it's just going to keep being used in more and more things. We didn't even talk about solar power, battery power, uh, electric vehicles, which you know we're, <laughs> we disparage here on the show. Uh, but um, nonetheless, the, the new usages going forward. So just to think of it from that perspective, like oil, if you're going to have a tough time getting oil, and silver, you know, all the easy silver's gone. Mm-hmm. Going back a thousand years, they were pulling 16 ounces of silver out of the ground for every one ounce of gold. Well, according to Keith Newmeyer, and he's doing, he, he talks at length about how much he can extract now out of the ground. He's still saying it's about eight to one instead of 16 to one. Mm-hmm. So the easy silver's gone. It's yeah. only going to get harder. With inflation, it means it's more expensive to pull it out of the ground and all of these sorts of things, energy costs. So, yeah, we, we know that this is coming. We know that right now the price is being tamped down. It's, it's a window being held open for people to get involved in the market because at some point in the next short while, the price is going to go ballistic because the banks aren't going to care about it anymore. Mm-hmm. They're going to have their gold. They're going to be ready for whatever transforms after that. And silver will, will be the people's money. And as people panic, 
to get into the physical precious metals market, they're going to look at it and they're going to say, well, silver's trading at, at $3,000 an ounce and I can buy silver at 50 or a hundred dollars. Well, what would you rather spend $2,500 for one ounce or a hundred dollars for one ounce? Mm -hmm. It's an easy, it's an easy decision. And that's going to push more money into a smaller market. Mm -hmm. And that's why every so often, the market goes ballistic. Yep. Like 1980, like, um, you know, that $5 to $8 back in 2005, from $8 to $21 in uh, 2007, uh, 2010, 11, to go from 18 up to 48, and to go from 11 to 31 in 2020. It happens, mm-hmm. and it's going to happen again. And this time, there's going to be nothing to stop it. Exactly. Keith Neumeyer wrote that the prices are going to go to unobtainium levels, which means you won't be able to acquire the silver. And talking about price and price manipulation, this was prob- probably the main reason that Russia wanted to uh, launch the, the world Mos- the Moscow World Standard uh, to, because they've become increasingly insistent that the LBMA, the London Metals Market Association, have been manipulating spot prices down artificially. So what do they do? They launch a an exchange. They they will launch the exchange. A build holder says it will create arbitrage where you'll have prices over here for gold being twenty five hundred dollars in the east, whereas prices over here in in the west will be sixteen seventeen hundred dollar gold. So what does that do? You buy it over here and you settle sell over there. So it's a quick arbitrage. But the end of the manipulation ends with the with the um, with the with the defaulting of the exchanges. When the exchanges run out of the metal, that's where you have a, a, a total um, a wipeout of the exchanges here in the Comex and the legacy systems in the Comex here in New York and in London. And if the new exchange is successful, we're going to see um, we're going to see a a total collective power shift of such a genuine challenger to the old system, the, the, the legacy LBMA and COMEX, which could instigate a revaluation of gold and silver pricing. The pricing fundamentals, which are out of supply and demand, always return to the equilibrium, writes Ainsley. It is not a question of if but when, and one should never forget the adage, he who holds the gold makes the rules. In this complex and hostile geopolitical environment we find ourselves in, this is very important and a very strategic move, and we need to follow the yellow brick road. Yeah, and the debts don't matter until they finally matter. And when it starts to collapse, what do you want to do? You want to have the cash in the bank, or you want to actually be out of the banking system and have your wealth protected? And in that case, it doesn't really matter where it goes. Everything could drop in price, and gold doesn't drop in price, and therefore you win, because in that case... The person who loses least wins in a deflationary uh, environment. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. What do you say, Jerry? We uh, check in with Gold Telegraph. Let's do it. Love, love seeing what they have to say. So they put out uh, a post uh, a couple days ago. China is emerging as a direct competitor to the International Monetary Fund by providing loans to vulnerable nations all over the world. 
So instead of getting IMF loans, they're getting the loans from China. Look out for China's central bank digital currency to come into play if they forgive this debt. Powell and June dollar digital dollar could help maintain international primacy. So there's definitely some international uh, moves being played. Here's another one. IMF chief says central bankers must be stubborn in fighting inflation. To which Gold Telegraph says. Just like how they were stubborn in telling us that inflation was transitory. <laughs> um, there's 24 trillion. Here's another post. There's 24 trillion worth of U.S. Treasury debt. The Bank of America recently said that declining liquidity in U.S. Treasuries market represents the biggest systematic risk to financial markets since 2007, the 2007 housing bubble. China has sold Treasuries for seven months in a row. That's it. Are we going to see sanctions? What do you think? Potentially. Another one. Everyone is uh, another one from Gold Telegraph. Everyone is talking about debt issues, except central banks who keep interest, who kept interest rates at nearly zero and negative for years. Again, this goes back to what I said at the beginning of the show. Why couldn't they have been raising rates? I mean, yeah, where were then, you? And then finally, breaking news: World Bank chief economist is warning of generalized stagflation, a period of low growth and high inflation in the global economy, the perfect storm. So don't let, don't let anyone say that, well, there's a recession, gold doesn't go up in a recession, okay? Because we don't have just a, a recession, we've got stagflation, which means you, you've got high inflation and low growth. Mm -hmm. So you need to protect your wealth. And with inflation hitting as hard as it's hitting, all assets are gonna rise, not necessarily equities, but all assets, physical things, as people realize digital doesn't mean anything. I need real stuff. So not just gold and silver, mm -hmm. but also you could fortify your portfolio with a natural fancy color diamond as well. Yes, absolutely. You need rare assets, assets that are uncorrelated to this dying U.S. Federal Reserve note. And to do this in a hard asset like a rare natural fancy color diamond with Guildhall Wealth, we'll show you how to do this. We'll show you which color diamond will suit your needs in your portfolio, suit your goals for generational wealth keeping, private, concentrated wealth. Your family will love it. These are secrets that we will reveal in in diamond discovery sessions that we have here. We'll show you. We'll take a deep dive into a diamond. What does that diamond look like? What makes an investment-grade stone? What, is, what isn't an investment-grade stone? What will make you money? And we'll show you how to do it. And this is the perfect way to do it. Couple it with your precious metals portfolio. Take it home with your silver coins, uh, silver or gold coins. We have some new gold maples in stock. And we have uh, some new uh, Nadir 100-ounce bars as well in stock. So... You want to get some bars in your portfolio, whether it be the registered accounts like an RSP or a Lira or even a RIF. When your RSP becomes a RIF in 5, 10 years, whenever you become 70, what does the loony look like? Do you want to take loonies out of your registered account? Are the loonies going to be any good? So at least with Guildhall, we offer a unique op option to either take cash or take your gold in kind. And that is my argument for RSPs. If you're in your 50s or 60s, start looking at a, start looking at a Guildhall RSP immediately. Yeah, now you can't put a natural fancy color diamond into an RSP because they're very individual. Um, they're, very, they're subjective in that sense because it's so individual. But uh, they are incredibly rare. We only get best in breed when we've gone out into the market to acquire these diamonds. We've used Guildhall's money We've used our expertise to acquire these 
investment assets, and people are buying them all around the world for the same reasons that they're buying gold and silver. So it's just part of a diversification in a portfolio where, you know, gold is is obviously liquid. The colored diamond market is less liquid, but there is a secondary market. Mm-hmm. Now, now if you if you're buying synthetic anything, right? You can get a synthetic colored diamond, you can get a synthetic white diamond. You could buy uh you could buy a uh, reverse engineered Rolex. No secondary market. Right, you buy a copy of something. There's no secondary That's market. It. It's the real thing that always has the secondary market. But yes, in the registered accounts, we're seeing a lot of people moving their assets uh, from equities into physical hard assets in a registered account because with Guildhall and that vehicle, you're acquiring your own actual product. It's being stored in the vault. And it's fully allocated to you and segregated from other holdings. So there's no counterparty risk, right, Jerry? And if there was anything, you know, if we could not offer this type of vehicle, this type of option, we would simply not offer it. You cannot compromise on gold ownership and physical ownership, which you need liquidity. We need immediate the availability to convert it into a currency if needed. But... We say here at Guildhall, you lived a good life if you didn't have to sell your gold. Alternatively, you also need decoupling. You need your gold separated from currencies that are being destroyed, financial system collapse, freezing of accounts. These are reasons why you want to own your gold and silver in a Guildhall RSP. You need to give us a call. We can show you how to how to do it. Jeremy and I open these accounts literally. We can do it in our sleep now, Jeremy. The amount of accounts that are coming from various institutions, and we understand the reasons why. We understand where you're coming from, and we want to hear what it is. Is it bank freezing? Is it currency related? What dr- what is driving you towards gold and silver? Is it something on the show that you heard? We want to hear from you. It's always a pleasure to uh, you know hear from our. Our listeners, we adore you, and we appreciate your listenership. Yeah, I love, uh, you know, when one of the kind of phrases we hear a lot is, this feels good, this feels right. Yeah. And and that's really important to us, that the education's there, they've learned how it all works, they see the transparency, we take them every single step, and then at the end they can say, yeah, that feels good, this feels right, you know, and that's why we tell people to start small, um, you know, getting confidence in the market is is going to help you to to get even further along in the market as you're as you're acquiring product and you get your feet wet and you grow your confidence uh, and you grow your comfort level and it just kind of builds so it's always important to start small so go to the e-store go to guildhallpreciousmetals.com pick up an ounce of gold or make an appointment come visit us at the office and you can pick up a little bit and then you'll you'll go from there so comfort breeds confidence it's all about having real money, being out of the system. Jerry, thank you so much uh, for all of the information you brought to the table today. It was uh, great as always. And we want to thank all of our listeners for joining us this week on The Real Money Show. And we can't we- wait to speak to you next week. That's it. It's been The Real Money Show on AM640. We'll see you soon. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 640 Toronto.